Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the gray Will Curran of Endless Events. <laughs> and that man over there is the quirky Brant Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. <laughs> quirky, quirky. I'm quirky. gray. I'm feeling, you know, I check the hair. Brant, you see any gray hairs? Any gray hairs coming in? No, not too bad. Okay, not too good, bad. Good, good, and, good. and I shave mine off so that they're less visible. <laughs> <laughs> Just trimming all, trimming all, all off. Well, today we have an incredibly awesome episode um, because we're joined by a guest, actually one of our listeners, um, who was listening to one of our recent episodes on the my rant about how there's no good event management there's software. No good mm. event management software out there. Absolute, none out there. Can't find it. Nowhere <laughs> to be found anywhere out there nowhere to be found and you know I knew that was going to be kind of controversial. I knew there was going to be some people coming out of the woodworks, but I didn't expect to meet someone who ha thought exactly the way I thought um, when it came to it. And, you know, it was funny because I was looking at this guest's website and I was like, you know, it doesn't quite do everything that I wanted to. And then talking to me, he's like, yeah, and we're going to add this and we're going to add this. And I was like, that I would literally use it. <laughs> so I knew that we had to have him on the show. Today we are joined by the brainy Rob Voss of... Uh, down in Australia, so like yeah, yeah. literally, I'm we we funny. scheduled this one a little in a weirder time, but we appreciate you calling in from so far away. <laughs> uh, well, Rob, thank you so much for being here. So I, I think we want to dive on in. So if you haven't, if you listening to this episode and you didn't listen to our, there's no good event management software. I want to try not to like repeat a lot of the stuff that we talked about um, inside the episode, but I will highlight some things just kind of re recall, yeah, bring back some a, people's memories a, a and things recap. like that. But, you know, basically what we were talking about was that, you know, and when I talk about event management software, we're not talking about like event apps or event platforms. We're talking about the actual tool you use to plan events and that you can primarily for me where I was seeing a lot of uh, challenges managing budgets of events. You know, there's lots of tools out there to manage schedules that auto import into other platforms and things like that. That's cool and all. I love the, pla the, the, the scheduling tool, which, by the way, Rob's team does incredibly well. But the part that like really I think got stru struck with me is like. Like, there's nothing good to help manage like multiple vendors, gross profit margin of the shows and things like that. Um, and, you know, I've related to having to use tools like Workflow Max. And when Rob heard me use the word Workflow Max on our first call, he was like, oh, I know exactly where you are right now. And yes, I definitely know what you guys need. Um, so, so Rob, real quick, but because we haven't had you on event icons or anything like that, can you give people just a little bit of a background as far as who are you, what's your background in events, and uh, you know, what, before you started up, Joy, um, what, what essentially you were doing beforehand? Sure. I can give you the two-minute positive history. I started out in discos and lighting in London back in the day. Um, ended up in corporate events, ended up running an agency doing events all over Asia um, from Australia. And uh, while running that agency was frustrated by the amount of time spent in event planning, which is basically stuffing around in spreadsheets. And that was the genesis of joy. Met a superb dev team and we brought joy about. I love that, like, you, Loswell, also something that you and I, like, consolidate onto is, like, 
pretty much you're related to just like building your own spreadsheets and having to just do this on your own in so many different ways. Like, yeah, you need an event budget, build your own spreadsheet. But the thing that like we don't like is the idea that like, oh, you do one formula wrong, you might be missing out on the 20 line items of this one XYZ. So just to, like, uh, you know, we were just talking about the about the future of the podcast and how we usually try not to bring event technologies on just to sell themselves um, on here. But you know, I think this is less about selling and more about the the overall vision of where things are going. Because can you talk a little bit about like what features Joy does right now, just in a quick synopsis before we dive into like what the future is and why there is no why you, you think there's also more need for event management software in the world yeah uh, i won't say that we had sort of like this egalitarian view of developing the software but i will say that i spent a lot of time training people um to be event producers or be event managers and we all know it takes a long time i mean brand you're uh, doing a uh, being a producer or a technical producer the the subtlety, the stuff, the questions you have to ask and the effect it can have on the event if you miss that out. And I'm so focused on what happens on stage, or I was certainly when I was producing, and was irritated by the missed opportunity by missing something so the stage performance wasn't as good as it could be. And so when you're looking at event planning software, it's really looking at something that's going to help you deliver a better event ultimately. And so the features we put in there are really to help people in the process, not miss anything out. So you develop a program. The question, how much do you get involved in developing a program or event agenda? Um, but you want to collect the information not only on what you're going to publish um, to the audience who are going to attend, but also the, the stuff you're going to talk to the uh, presenters about. Um, so you've got a great program builder that allows you to actually interact over those other elements as well. Um, and then the other thing that re used to really frustrate me was that the program or agenda or event schedule wasn't integrated with your actual run schedule. So every time you know, there was a change in the program, like the session moved, uh, you had to go and manually update tons of documents. And you went, well, that's just stupid waste of time that the event industry goes through over and over again and on one event you can do it you know a thousand times so be having those schedules linked directly sync directly with the program just takes away a lot of the painful stuff that you don't want to be doing at two o'clock in the morning because it's been a change to the event and you've got to get everyone a new schedule by eight o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning so the the key features there are building a program um, scheduling everything you need to do to actually make that program happen. Uh, and excuse my language, because we've, we've had to pick on really generic language to go across the industry because we've got festivals using it as well as, you know, um, theaters, some theater shows even, um, and school productions, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so build a program, schedule the stuff, and then make collaboration as easy as possible. So you can put as many people on the event and... You know, it's not exactly a feature, but it was a consideration, which is this shouldn't be prohibitive as far as cost goes. So we've made it a really low cost tool because we want everyone to have access to it and use it. It's not you know, like I'm only going to use it on the really big conference that we do once a year. I can use it on everything and make my life easier. What One feature I think that brand that you'll love that from it um, that's really cool is that 
uh, you can set up like speaker profiles and then like send the person a link and be like, hey, here's your profile. I need your your name, your headshot, all your information, everything. Kind of like the registration aspect, but not actually registering for the event. And then what's nice is once you do that, you can show the speaker like, here's your version of the schedule. Here's when your talk is like, it feels like us as presenters, a lot of times, like we're looking at the user's end to know when our stuff is, or like they're having, someone's yeah, having yeah. a type of manual email to be like, hey, like here's when your talk is. And like, like just be, don't be, don't really care about anything else. But like, I want to see where it is in context. So like, am I before lunch? All those things like that as well. So um, it seems really cool how it's like dynamic in that way too. Yeah, and, and Rob, you brought up the, the the scheduling part, and this is one of those features that I, I don't know if you have or not. So let's let's find out. Um, <laughs> the the uh, I, that that's surprisingly rare. Um, where as you're starting to build out that agenda, um, a lot of the event management software that I've seen, and or or some of the online platforms that are dabbling in event management because they've got registration and things like that built in, um, they don't they 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 really want things to be filled out. <laughs> thoroughly. Whereas sometimes you're just like, I know we're going to have a keynote here and I know we're going to have a panel here. Are you able to kind of rough things out in your schedule uh, at brilliant. an early it's, date and then go back? Yeah, it's brilliant for that because uh, it's all drag and drop. So you can move your sessions anywhere. Um, so typically, if you've got a, an event with multiple sessions, people start off just by listing all the sessions. And then because um, you build it by the room or the location, that session is going to happen in. As you work out your event, you literally organically go, cool, I'm going to have that happening in that room. Actually, no, I don't want it happening in that room. I want it happening over here. And it's, it's literally two seconds. And it comes back to collaboration as well because it's really easy to do with clients. And clients love that because, you know, how many times have you sat with a client talking about a program and you, and, or agenda and then you go, well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to update all my spreadsheets and turn this into a PowerPoint slide so yeah. you can show it to the executive. You've done that in, in seconds. Um, yeah, we need so to move. This, this, this session's getting really popular. We need to move them yeah. from 201 to 301 and then yeah. hope, hope everything gets updated accordingly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and back to Will's point, when, when you're happy, you know, when you've, you've sort of organically grown that, when you're happy with it, you send, a, you send the um, speaker a link, they can fill, or whoever you want, a link, and they can fill in all the session details and their details and their bio and all that sort of stuff, which feeds into the published program, but it also feeds into your schedule. So you've automatically got, hey, here you go, here's your, um, here's your uh, speaker spot. And as Will said, you know what's before and after because you get the whole program as well. Um, the the bit, uh, Brand, going back to your point, the bit used to frustrate me was um, those event management systems, which I think aren't really event management systems, they're mainly registration systems. Those event management systems don't really allow you to go, here's your speaker spot, but we want you to be in the speaker prep room at 7.30. Mm -hmm. um, how do you get that into the schedule and how do you manage that as a schedule everyone do? Enjoy, that's really easy. You can, you can uh, uh, create a schedule for a speaker prep room, put everyone in, and whatever you change in their schedule, because you send everything as URLs, their schedule updates. So they can never actually be looking at an out-of-date schedule um, mm -hmm. because they're looking at a URL. You move it around, um, they're going to see the updates. And mm -hmm. that goes for everybody, you know you send the photographer a schedule and you get a photo opportunity with the VIP and the CEO 
and you you just whack it in the schedule, you know the photographer's going to see that in their upcoming schedule. So just it's just taking away the pain um, of a whole lot of things and making it making it's it's like being you know this is this is this is me getting passionate about events, but it's like being an artist. It's like being an artist, and you're going to paint a better picture if you've got a better if you've got better paints and and more paintbrushes. And it's just like that. At the moment, people are trying to create events and they've got one big fat crayon. Um, you, you can't really get that subtle. We're giving them a whole lot more tools so they can actually start shaping a better event. Well, a good, to, to carry the metaphor, the, a good artist can, can make great work with a big fat crayon. But can make better work with, with better quality tools. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's just like a, you know, a bad golfer is bad no matter how expensive the tools are. <laughs> but, 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 a, but, a good, but a good golfer, you know, with good clubs. Yeah, you know, is, there is, is that. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and many people do fabulous events right now. But uh, yeah, you can, you, can, you can make it more fun. Yeah. And, that's, and hence the name Joy. Because <laughs> it's, it's to take those little mundane, painful bits out of uh, producing events, being an event manager, and actually let you focus more on the, on the side, which is creating the best audience experience. And, and for me, like, it, it's not even necessarily about creating better events, because I think like for me, it's about saving time that can be used for other things or maximizing your time that you have yeah. to or, you know, minimizing the amount of conflicts of data that are coming in, you know, like, yeah, like, I think, you know, with all these all tools, you can hand make anything in, in Google spreadsheets if you want to. And yeah, you can probably be just as good as creating a TED conference, creating a HubSpot inbound, like creating a legendary like experience. But, you know, the amount of time that you have to put into that could probably be reduced. You know, if I can save 10%, it's worth whatever fee I have to pay per month for a software potentially, because my time is put is 10% of a year for me is a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we've, um, look, they, these are <clears throat> a bit anecdotal. We haven't exactly gone through scientific rigor in this. But um, uh, people doing, if, say if you, you, you did a small two-day conference, um, we reckon we reduce the time you spent on event administration, which is communication with all your uh, suppliers, your vendors, as well as your speakers, presenters, venues, all that sort of stuff. You reduce that time by about 50% or more. Wow. So it's huge. If you, if, you, if you really engage with the tool, it's massive. That's because awesome. you just remove so many things you have to do. Death by a thousand two-minute tasks. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I'm going to suggest everyone out there, um, the best thing you can probably do also, like we can talk about this all, I think, a lot <clears throat> hypothetically, and this is an audio yeah. podcast, so we don't have like screen sharing enabled <laughs> or anything like that. But um, I recommend everybody go check out Joy to, and sign up. It, and Rob, it's free to sign up for like an initial account. Can you explain There's kind of the, the, the pricing model? Yeah, so it's a um, 30-day free trial. So it's joy.events, joy uh, 30-day free trial. And if you do decide to use it, it's a whopping 20 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for everyone to know too, yeah, 20 bucks a month is so cheap for an enterprise-level tool. Um, joy is G-J-O-I, not J-O-Y. Um, so J-O-I yeah, dot events. Dot um, events, yeah. Um, so, okay, so... 
I want to get kind of that initial part because I think people can check out the website. They can check out the tool. But I, where I want to get into is like kind of, Rob, it, it's the stuff that we start talking about, like the future of where you see the product going, some of the stuff that you're working on, and some of the stuff that's not necessarily obvious on your guys' website because – um, I'll, I'll give you guys like a lot of props. You guys have built this like almost like you guys don't have a venture capital backing. You're not looking to become the next C event. You're like, I just want to make a tool that made my life easier as a planner and a producer. Yeah. And you've been building this out over time, which I think is one of the reasons why I hadn't ever heard of this as well. It's like, you know, you're definitely stealth. Like it, you're like the fact that like no one knows about this. So there's some cool stuff that I think you guys are working on and the mentality that you're working towards that I think are also I wanted to bring to this podcast to talk about. So first, so first, thing um on here and then maybe we'll end the question of like why does why are the none like a tool like why do event management tools because that was one thing we caught into is like why do they not succeed a lot of times within the within the market but my first question to you is like one of the big complaints i had about event management tools was like no integrations with anything else right and we were talking about like man the scheduling tool is really really powerful you can do a lot of the drag and drop stuff but what happens if i'm using like an event platform that has potentially like registration res uh, reservings uh, i need to be able to show a certain schedule of certain types of attendees and things like that and you talked about like your guys's ability to custom build apis because you are a small team um can you talk a little bit about like integrations that you're working on and where you see the future of integrations going with um some of your clients yeah um, i mean the 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 great thing about developing anything in the last few years is is that by their nature the tools are easier to integrate uh so and we we don't go near registration as you say and most people look at a tool and go well if it's not doing registration i don't need it because <laughs> uh, for most event managers registration is you know the be all and end all so Integration is easy. At the moment, we're just working with people if they contact us and want an integration. So we don't have the open API. And going back to your point, no, we don't have um, you know a twenty million dollar bank account from from a venture capital firm, and nor do we want one um, because you know I, I know that with an industry tool uh, and something that you're really trying to create that's quite unique you need you need the headroom and you don't need the influence of other people to guide you on the wrong direction so what we're relying on is actually feedback from the industry we want as many users on there because we're very open to feedback and improving it back to your point will uh you know a, an event planning tool because that's what we generally call joy an event planning pool rather than event management uh is complex and people don't want to risk missing something so they often hold on to a process that they've developed because they feel comfortable they're going to end up with the right result. So moving to something else is hard. And there are lots of subtleties around it where they go, you know, people have given us lots of feedback about going, we just need to make this bit easier. This is the feature we want. And that's where we're developing. And we've got, uh, we've got a pretty major update coming out in about a month I hate giving a date, month and a half, I'll say. <laughs> Who knows when this will even well, publish, well, so you get some flexibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in testing at the moment, so yeah, uh, hopefully it, it will be out. It could be out even sooner. Uh, and that's the bits that you're talking about, like budget. Mm -hmm. um, the the resource management, which isn't in there at the moment, and, that, and that's a big bugbear for people, um, but all of that's coming out. Um, and stuff like asset management, so you – when you put an event together, you naturally get a list of things that you've got to bring to site, you know, you know, which 
is a is a pain when you when you do certainly if it's a, even even small events. So and uh, and I guess this is the the thing as well. I want to emphasise with joy. Going back to that, we we generally talk about larger events in the event industry whenever we talk about tech, or, or actually just it's a more interesting story. So you know we talk about large events. It's the small events that actually take up a whole lot of people's time. And joy is ideal for a single session event going on. Um, it, it could be in house, uh, could be in a training room, whatever. It's easy to manage those along with everything else you're doing. So. Uh, I haven't really answered your question directly. Have I? <laughs> no, it's all good. So yeah, like uh, so we talked. So so yeah, I think you <clears throat> emphasize like on something good, which is like you kind of like very quickly brushed over, but like the fact that you're customizing like integration. So like if someone that that's the biggest thing I think that I have a challenge with when it comes to event management software is like you know it's all, it's all great to have a software that you build a million plans in, but it only really helps you save time if it bridges that to the execution portion so like you can build a beautiful agenda that like drags and drops and everything like that but if joy can't take that and throw it into you know swap card or uh event moby or yeah. hubelo or something like that and make it just go immediately into that same schedule like you end up doing copy paste work anyways and let's be honest you have to at some point get the schedule ahead of time but let's be honest the day before it it's changing again already so it's yeah. like you end up having that dual data location issue that can potentially happen and that's why potentially having like a custom integration with your event management software to have the data go back and forth could be huge yeah yeah absolutely <clears throat> and um we definitely want to get there uh, at the at the moment as well we're really we are really sensitive to making things as easy as possible for people so like integrations um you set up a, an event website <clears throat> you can actually just embed the program or agenda from joy into your event website. And then you update joy, hit a button, you update your website. So those things where you don't need any technical ability whatsoever, <clears throat> you just make it as easy as possible. Those are things that we've got there already. Um, but I completely hear what you're saying. It, it is that ability to go straight into it. And we, and for some people, they've looked at it and gone, um, yeah, we've got to get this into uh, another platform more easily. You can download um, your agenda as a CSV. And for some people, that covers it. Um, but there are some event management platforms that they're using that don't even take a a csv you can't even upload a csv into it so yeah you've got to work around those yeah um so uh, i think it would be worth uh, potentially pivoting into talking about like the budgeting tool um it, it, i know that you're working on releasing it um <coughs> really soon rob are you okay if we talk about un some <coughs> unreleased features and stuff so one sure. one of the thing one of the things that's always kind of fr and one reason why we use workflow max as a tool which is potentially one of the worst softwares ever designed in humanity um is that it does something that mo a lot of tools don't do which is i can put costs in in terms of like my people's time my my vendor expenses my flights blah 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 and it can spit out and know based on the amount of revenue i'm bringing in what's the ultimate profit margin i'm making off of this event and for a event management company that services other events this is really important because i need to make sure i have healthy margins otherwise you know i'm i'm working for free basically at that point so workflow max does a pretty good job at doing this it's made by the people who make zero which is an accounting software yeah um so pretty popular but we were talking about 
how, you know, uh, in the production world, it seems like this idea of like knowing your gross profit margin of each quote and proposal you're putting out is so common. Like we have flex rental solutions, which takes all your rental, rent, rental management and everything like that. You have current RMS, like these rental management softwares for AV and production companies can really tell you like, hey, yeah, if it, you know, even if you rent that piece of trust, here's what your gross profit margin means. It's live and it, oh, if you have to increase the hours, there's overtime. It like, it tells you immediately what those profit margins are, but they're not good for like a large scale event management budget because they're usually very slow and clunky to add items, where sometimes on an event budget, you have to be like, okay, I got to add this line. Oh, I had to like order coffees for a thousand thousand people, add that yeah. on in. Like it has to be quick and simple. <clears throat> what, what's your guys' approach towards budgeting and kind of what, are, I guess, what's your philosophy, I guess, and, and pains you've seen around budgeting when it comes to events? So I haven't spoken to anyone that runs an event management company that hasn't lost money because someone didn't include a figure in the Excel calculation. So, you know, that whole thing of, of you saying something comes in last minute, they add a line and they sort of refresh, send the client the new budget, but that line actually isn't included in the total. <clears throat> really common. Um, the, also the complexity of trying to get other people to manage a budget and know where they're at. So I know that, looking at budgets and going, is that really the dollar uh, bottom line from this, from this budget? So we've tried to make that as helpful as possible. And the basic principle we took was, uh, and, and Will, we spoke about this. There are a couple of things. One, uh, and I'm going to talk from the event manager perspective, doing events for somebody else. So you need a cost page in your budget and you need a revenue page. So the cost page, you've got all of your, your vendors' cost in there and every cost you can possibly think of. And then you've got a revenue page, which is the page you show the client. Now, those pages might be similar or they might be entirely different, depending on your relationship with the client and how you quote them and all that sort of stuff. So you can run a completely separate cost page and a revenue page, and then you go to the summary page and it'll tell you um, exactly your profit margin on that event. The uh, And the other part of it is that when you put anything in, you can put it in as a wild guess, which we call an estimate. You can put it in as a quote that you got from a, uh, from a vendor, or you can put it in as an actual, if you know the, if you know the cost. So not only will it give you not only will it tell you what your profit margin is, but it'll also tell you what percentage of that is actual versus wild guess versus um, uh, a quote that you've got. So you, you, as, a, as a person running a company, you've got a really good feel of where that event is profitable. And we know that this is, this is a, a tough business. Like you, you, get, you get either a, high, a contract with a high volume of events or you get a contract that is a single large event, it's not a lay down misere that you're going to make money on it, you know, and I've spoken to plenty of people who've lost money or, and, you know, and been cursed by big events. So it's really easy to look at your costs and look at your revenue. The other part of it, and forgive me if I, because now you, now you've opened the box world. I'm going to open the Pandora's box. <laughs> I knew that was what was going to happen. Every, on this one. I'm going to tell you everything. About the <laughs> if you're going to be a rebuttal to Will's rants, it's got to be a Pandora's <laughs> box. Let's be honest. <laughs> so look, um, 
so uh, so the other thing uh, which has many people have looked at budget tools and gone, I can't use it, is because it hasn't got the second multiplier. So you talked about uh, AV rental management systems. They always be able to get. You can put in a quantity. You can put in the quantity value, but then you can say how many days or how many occurrences you got of that. Workflow Max, you can't. Every other, you know, any other quoting tool, except for rental management, doesn't give you that second multiplier, which you need in events because you got a, you got your technical producer on site for three days, uh, yep. and you want to be able to put three days in. So you know, it's three thousand dollars three days, um, mm-hmm. and it's the quantity is one. So you you need that multiplier. So that, that was a pretty fundamental thing to get that multiplier in so you can actually do that. And you got that in cost and revenue. Uh, the other thing is getting budgets from uh, your suppliers. And as we, as we send those links out to uh, performers or speakers to get their information, you send the vendor a link. They, they attach their quote to that link but also they fill in a summary of their quote. And it, this depends on how, how well you push your vendors. But if you push your vendors, now you've, now you've got a quote section that's filled in by a vendor. And you have the option to then link that with your cost page. So you can have a direct link with your vendor. So if you've got an AV vendor and go, if this changes, I want you to update that link. You get notification the link has changed. You can accept the updates or tell them to pull their head in, whichever way it goes. (laughs) Uh, And that goes into your cost page. Now, if you want to, you can then link that to your revenue page. So you can go, okay, I've, I've got an agreement with this client and I'm either passing those through those costs or I'm putting a margin on it and you can put a margin on it if you want. So you can then have a a quote from a supplier that when they update it or change it, you, you see in costs, which then also feeds through to your revenue and you just click accept, accept in both pages and you're managing your budget and you're getting exactly, you can look at what dollar uh, you are getting as return. So all of that is really easy to do. Likewise with uh, tasks and putting time on tasks, you can do that. If you add anything, you've got the option of adding it into the budget. So yes, you get enormous clarity, which rolls up to all of your events. And you get, so you get a view of your revenue by month and your costs by month. And the other thing we put in there, and this, this, this is great if people use it properly, it's like everything, you, you know, the, there is the owners on the user to use it, but it's also got cash flow in it. So when your vendor go uh, gives you a quote, they also put in their payment dates, which feeds through to your cash flow for the event. So when you look at the summary of it, not only do you see the dollars you're making on the event, you actually see when you've got to pay out and when you're getting money in from your client. And so you don't have those embarrassing things of, I've got to pay a $200,000 deposit to the venue and the client isn't paying us till a month afterwards. How are we going to do that? Uh, so all of those things become way more obvious for, for people running businesses. 
it's crazy treating an event like a business, you know, like it's a wild concept. <laughs> I, I've been talking and asking tons of questions. So like, Brian, I'm gonna let you pick away. I like, what's, well, you, what's picking your noodle? We, we, we might know the answer to this question based on the last couple of minutes, but I was going to ask what the, like, what, what of the features that are on the roadmap or, or a current feature are you the most excited about? Like, I mean, it might be this pricing thing. It sounds like you're pretty excited what? about it, but you know, is there anything else on the roadmap that you're, you're excited about? Yeah, the, the budget is is really important. And what we're trying to do is set up a tool that people, because we've already got this, where people use it for different reasons. So I can well imagine people are just going to come on and go, I'm just going to use a budget. Um, everything else, we're happy. We've got a, we've got a tool to do that. I, I really like the, the program and schedule piece for me is the bit, as, as a producer, selfishly as a producer of old, to be able to go into with and sit with a client and collaborate with them on on pulling it together and using this and then not having to come back uh, you know to the office and do as a documentation to me is just a freedom that is fabulous so i'm really excited about that um we've got we've got other little features coming up i mean there's a tool that we built and uh, will you said we're under the radar <laughs> we we built this tool <laughs> under the radar that we've got a bunch of people using and we're going to push it out wider which is just a check-in tool um so it's just a really easy tool to send people a qr code and um and and check them in on your phone uh and and we we're concentrating on low cost you know like we're making the event manager's job be it in-house or a, or a professional event planner um as easy as possible so we're bringing out little features like that and we're and you know going back to that thing of we want as much feedback as possible we want to hear from the industry what what they would like to see to make their lives easier that sounds um, dangerously close to registration rob i don't know you said you didn't want to yeah, have anything yeah. to do with that but checking people in that's yeah pushing the lines yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be going there one day. <laughs> I, and do you know the reason why we're gonna be going there? And this is what I'm aware of. Uh, you know, we've worked, we've done a lot of registration as a separate business. We've done a lot of registration, and we and I know how for large events that's really expensive because of the architecture of Joy. It is going to allow us to actually create complex audience journeys really easily. So where you've got tools now where you can do that, but it's normally three months work with an awful lot of committee meetings. Um, we want to turn that into, you know, a, a five minute job to create an audience journey with a pricing attached to it. But that's down, down the, the way, road. down the way, down the road. Yeah. The, uh, 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 the other thing I should mention as well, um, so, uh, Brant, when you say what gets you excited, what gets me excited is that it all works on mobile. So, uh, and this is a big thing because you've got access to everything that you have, you've done in planning on your mobile oh, automatically. Nice. Uh, so no more printing out those huge event Bibles that people go on site with and everyone looks at it and goes, oh, that's out of date. <laughs> throw it on and then run around after the event manager to try and find out what's going on. 
even the, even if you do have that though, just the ability if you've stepped away from the you know from the office or the desk and you're on the run because somebody's asking you a question, what room am I supposed to be in? Just to be able to access it. and you 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 bring a great point up that you'd be surprised how often uh, stuff looks great and works well on you know on the mobile on the web uh, on, on a, like on a full size desktop browser, but then you try and bring it up on a on a mobile browser. It's like yeah, I can't. What is this? It's you know. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, it, yeah. and and you know, and that's going back to the industry's awful habit of using spreadsheets, mm-hmm. and they yeah. really are not mobile friendly. No, yeah. not at all. Well, yeah. Brett and I always joke if it can work on iPad, we're happy. You know, yeah. like yeah, that's, yeah. It doesn't have to be rocket science, but yeah, just to be able to grab a tablet. I mean, it works even better if you can, you know, if it's even remotely and you know intelligible on your phone. Uh, but uh, yeah, just even just be able to get it on a on a slab of glass is, is helpful. Yeah, I want to. If 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 we've cleared out all the features, which I, if if there's anything else we need to highlight, uh, certainly happy to do so. But I just don't want to forget. Uh, I want to do a call back to another episode, actually, uh, as well as I was kind of looking through uh, Joy's website. Um, uh, one of Brant's rants uh, was on uh, uh, transparency and pricing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the things, you know, you'd mentioned the pricing early on in the podcast, um, but I would just hopped on the website and sort of flipping through and it's all based on the number of active events yeah. and you can kind of run the scroller of, you know, and it's, you know, whether it's Australian dollars or euros or, you know, pounds sterling or US dollars, and you can track through the number of events. And, you know, kind of the running joke of that episode was at some point you, you know, Either, either the entire website is call for pricing or you hit that like top tier of call for pricing. So of course, I what do I do? I go in and I you know rank it all the way to the right. And <laughs> expect, <laughs> fully, fully expecting the the standard you know call for pricing. And instead it's, wow, that's a lot of events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get to the number of active events, 501 plus. Wow, that's, that's, a, lot that, that's a lot of events. You might want to consider breaking that up into two accounts. <laughs> like, okay, that's, that's actually pretty sweet. So I, I, for one, uh, uh, you know, on my side, very much appreciate easy to understand, easy to throttle, easy to know this is how, and that's number of active events, you know, so if, you know, if you've on, and and there obviously are a lot of people that have that many, but the vast majority of planners that are out there don't have 250 events active at any one given time. So the pricing, uh, as you say, is quite reasonable uh, based on that. But it's nice to know that you can throttle, you can throttle it all the way up to, wow, that's a lot of events, <laughs> um, if necessary. And then, of course, it does say, you know, want to talk, you know, let's talk yeah. about our inter- and, enterprise and, options. But. And Brian, the... the when you close an event, you still got access to it. Uh, so you can have as many closed events as you want, doesn't affect the price. And That's you can awesome. duplicate them. So yeah. if you do have an event series or, or make an event template, because you go, cool, this is the way I like to set up events, you just close it, but duplicate it every time you want to uh, reactivate it. So uh, yeah, we've made it easy and easy to create as many accounts as you want as well. Well, uh, there's a guy who's doing a writer's festival and I, know, I suppose it's got maybe 240 performers on it. And he kept on calling me going, are you sure this is just 20 bucks a month? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got one event. You've got one event. Yeah. That's, that's what you pay. So he's doing a writer's festival 
20 bucks a month uh, with all those performers, all those people on the workforce and everything else he's got to do. And we're very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, one of the things I think that you guys have also, like, you figured out as well is, like, let's make the tool as simple to use as possible so it doesn't require a huge amount of support. You don't need to onboard a user to show them how you, like, you sign up, you start using it, just use it, you know? Like, contact us if we literally, there's something completely broken on it, you know? But when you keep it simple, it's harder for that to happen in a lot of ways, which I think uh, a lot of software companies can really learn from this in a lot of ways because, like, you know, no one wants to pay for a $150 onboarding fee, especially if you're a technical person. You're just like, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to start using it as soon as possible. Yeah. We've, uh, we, uh, I mean, we will say there's been a massive variation on that. So some people are straight into it, using it like they've used it forever. And other people have been interesting in the way they've used it. <laughs> and they go, wow, I never thought you could use it that way. But you have and you're happy. So that's fine. But yeah, yeah, that's our overriding design principle, well, is, is to keep it intuitive. That anyone that does events, uh, and, and indeed starting in events, we had uh, one company, they got their intern to build their conference program, Enjoy. And uh, I <laughs> was awesome. just chatting with them and going, oh, I saw you put your conference program up. And they went, yeah. I said, how did you find it? I said, well, we don't know. We got the intern to do it. And no one, <laughs> no one told her anything. She just figured it out on her own. Figured it out. So, yeah. so, so you you mentioned a little earlier, like you think that one of the reasons why event management software hasn't really picked on and been and like people have started adopting it is because people kind of fall into their ways and feel like you know fall into their habits of doing things as well. What do you? Is there any other reason why you think that like you know, I mean you're operating in this market too, like you're actually yeah. building a business and utilizing it. You know, is there a reason why you think it's also that? companies also aren't building this too because it's it feels like this one thing that's like it's a mix of like build it and they will come but then also at the same time like you said like are they going to actually come at the same time like what do you think is the biggest challenge for why these softwares also you know to to defend to 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 get a chance to rebuttal on will about uh you know me being like why hasn't anyone done this you know like why has not many companies also decided to go after this vertical of the behind the scenes management of the events versus the like, oh, we're just going to provide the platform that actually the end users use? Uh, One, because where people will spend money and people will spend money on the customer facing side of things. And we're not so customer facing. Having said that, for in-house planners, their customers are invariably their presenters because they're the executive and give them a good experience and and you've won over your customer. So it, it's got a big pill there. But mainly people, I'm amazed at how much work people will do to make the customer experience good. So if they have something that's going to send out a nice EDM and give the, give the customer a good registration experience, they don't care how much work it costs them, which I've always found fascinating. So... One, that that's all they're worried about. And I don't think people put enough emphasis on making their company work as well as possible. And two, the criteria of making event, uh, uh, an event planning tool that can work on any event that's intuitive to use is really, really, really hard. And I don't want to say that we're incredibly smart and we've cracked the code (laughs) but i think we've 
we've with the fundamental architecture we've got we've we've cracked a code um but the thing is that the fundamental architecture we've got means you just got to slightly shift the way you think about how you do things and a lot of and a lot of people are slow on that so it's a, the the main reason why people haven't done it up until now is because it's a really hard thing to do and if you're looking at making money then um uh it's a hard thing to go is there a big market out there for it because it hasn't been proved mm-hmm. um now we think the the market is huge. You know, we've got more education institutions using it and going, wow, this is a really good way of actually training people on events because it's much, it, it makes it more tactile than sticking it in a spreadsheet. Uh, so it's growing out that way. And, and look, we're, we're really happy because everyone that we speak to goes, you've, you've just, we're enjoying doing events more. We're, we're more efficient at it. We're more professional. Um, and not say, those are tough words to use it's just like you've got a good tool that's really backing us up in our business and and we're we're enjoying using it and that and that's a fabulous thing but it's 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 a tough thing to develop Mm -hmm. and there's going to be loads of people who've got their own process and look at it and go uh no i'm not going to change (laughs) anything so yeah that might be fine (laughs) but not for me yeah interesting um Awesome. Well, like, I think it was really cool that we summarized a lot of what we talked yeah. about on our call, our call um, originally. But yeah, Brent, what you got anything else? No, no. I, I, you know, one of the things that 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 brought me a little joy in the conversation is just this idea of moving away from even even event management software that even remotely looks like a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, just that that idea of you know being able to take it down to the mobile device, uh, because I think that is it. And and that, to what you were just saying, Rob, that 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 and that I think that stems from we have a process that we're going to try and turn into a product, and that process probably started with an Excel spreadsheet, and so that's right. why I think so many of them look and feel that way. And certainly from the from what I'm seeing uh, in the. Uh, uh, you know, in the uh, in the website and stuff like that, it definitely looks like it's not <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I think that's a smart way of thinking about it too, because like now I think about it, like I learned inbound marketing through HubSpot, and a lot of what the software does is it forces you to do things in a certain way, like to design your landing pages in a certain way for everything connecting each other. Oh, for and it almost forces you to follow the process, which is helpful when you don't know the process at all or you've never done it before. So like it makes a lot of sense that the tool is almost a training mechanism that is like training wheels putting you down the perfect path. You've nailed it there, Will. Absolutely. <laughs> and, There's and, my yeah, quote on the website right there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, if you, if you go in, if you set up an event in Joy by clicking on everything you can click on and filling everything in that you can fill in, you'll end up running a really effective event where and not you know, you're probably not going to miss anything out uh, and combine that with collaboration. So like, uh, you know, you, you, Brent, as a technical producer, you're talking to the client. Now, if you can talk to the client and have a tool that you can collaborate with them while you're talking to them and go, okay, your rehearsal time is this and put the rehearsal time into something that doesn't look as ugly as a spreadsheet, which you can then go here, I'm sending you this link and it's got all your, your schedule in it. And they're going, I really like this. I can, I can see this, um, you know, 
it's like it's like sitting around where you build a house you sit around the the floor plan of the house where in event world we don't have a really good floor plan for the whole event um invariably it's the program invariably go to the website you know start looking at the published program but joy gives you that uh, joy gives you the thing that you can all sit around and and plan around uh, and collaborate so as an individual you it can guide you down but the the great thing is when you know you get your vendors in and how many people rely on their AV vendor to actually work out their bumping schedules and everything else? Um, sit down with them, learn from them, get them to fill in the schedule for you um, for their part of it. And you, you, uh, you learn a whole lot more and, and also empower everyone that you're working with to be better at what they're doing as well. And that's the bit. That's the bit. That's great. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Uh, Rob, it, you know, we're coming kind of to the end of, of the, the time. I mean, you have so many knowledge bobs and thought processes. And I think, I'm sure like a lot of people have closed their eyes and they're imagining what joy looks like or browsing around the website right now. Is there anything else that you want to like leave with our audience that, when it comes to like effective online tools to manage their events? Uh, what I'd like to leave them with more than anything else is that this is a tool for our industry. And we think we made a good start. But we, we want people to go on, work with it, give us their feedback, and, and we develop it. You talked about HubSpot. I love HubSpot because HubSpot is continually developing. You know, they, take, they, take the audience, the, uh, they take the user feedback and they bring it in. That's what we want. And we, we want to make a tool that, that, yeah, that people feel like it's a really valuable asset to their, their business and what they do, be in-house or, or um, uh, event managers. I love it. I love it. Rob, thank you so much. I think you have definitely built an incredible tool. That's why I want to bring you on the show. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't well, checked out, if you guys haven't checked out joy yet, J O I dot events.com or dot events, J O I dot events. Um, check it out. It's a really amazing tool. Um, I think Rob, you're on to something and I, uh, you know, uh, I'm waiting for that budget tool to come out real soon. And I'll be hopping on it a hundred percent. So thank, thank you so much it, it, for building it. It will be there very soon. We're testing it as we speak. I so. love it. I love it. Good stuff. Awesome. Brilliant. Thirty day free trial, and even if it's it's twenty bucks, if it's not. So, so yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't, you can't so, get it done in that thirty days. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, just build out one of your events. Like, let's be honest, that's what we all do on our Friday nights. Is build yeah. out one of your events on a Friday night and see Give if you it like it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so it. much. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Rob. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me. It's great to speak to you guys. Awesome. And speak again soon. And thank you so much, uh, Brant, for being an awesome co-host. Of course. And so, audience, just remember, see, we really do read our emails. We really do take audience <laughs> feedback seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, so so the next time Will goes on a rant about something, <laughs> feel free to contact us and let us know. Uh, hello and, uh, sorry, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com or eventtechpodcast on all the socials and, and tell us what Will is wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> this is true i didn't i didn't like bite your head off right rob <laughs> right. No, no, right. You didn't. That good. I, good. I love it i love it all right well let's get out of here we hope you all have a fantastic day. and thank you rob thank you brent and thank you to our audience make sure to email us and give us feedback and let us know what you think and uh yeah we'll see you next time on the event tech podcast thanks again for listening to the event tech podcast be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. 
We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.